Thursday told us Shir 84, so we're discussing comparisons between Klal Yisrael and the Goyim. Now this is very interesting, because we see that Klal Yisrael did Averis during the first base of We know that Klal Yisrael did Averis, that's the base of was destroyed. So, if they did Averis, so how could we say that uh, Klal Yisrael was so perfect? And so he explains that even though they did Averis, there were very minimal Averis, and the main Aver was really Avedizara, and Avedizara was only introduced because of the Goyim. Klal Yisrael never invented their own Avedizara. When Yerava made two eagles, it was a repetition of the Egyptians that worshipped calves. And for this reason, the goat is sent away on Yom Kippur. Right, we send away a goat. And it carries all the Averis to uh, Eretz Gzeira. And there's a remez that this goat is Esav, this week's parsha. Esav was Seir, it's a remez to the goat. And the Yalkut explains that the reason why the goat carries the Averis of Kalayisal is because Esav is responsible for Kalayisal's Averis. That's why, that's why we specifically use a goat. It's a Pasuk in Shir Hashir. The Pasuk says, Shchira Ani Vinova. I'm dark, I'm black, but I'm beautiful. Pasuk in Shir Hashir. And Klayasol, what are they coming to say? Klayasol are saying, even though they have superficial darkness, they don't look, they look bad. But the Pasuk says, She, I forgot to lush in a Pasuk, She here. Alteruni Shani Shechar Chayris. Don't look at me that I am black, because the sun blackened me, the sun burned me. And Chazal explained that it's a mushal, black is considered a negative thing. So someone that's born black will always remain black. But someone that's born not black and was blackened by the sun, eventually when he gets out of the sun, he'll be white again. So when the Goyim do Averis, they have a Hashpah on Klai Yisrael. So that's what Klai Yisrael did Averis. That's the blackness of Klai Yisrael, so to speak. And they drove Klai Yisrael out of Eretz Yisrael. And now we're amongst the nations and we uh, have a superficial blackness. Shechira Ani Venova. That's the Pasuk means. I'm black, but I'm still beautiful. Now... So apparently, the, the way Vigdom Miller is explaining it is that Klaisal had very minimal Averis. The problem is that the Pasuk says in Sefer Bamidbar, the Banishlam was saying that Klaisal tested him ten times and didn't listen to the Banishlam. So, how could you say that Klaisal was so perfect if the Tyrus seems to say otherwise? We have to understand that Klai Yisrael and the Midbar were the greatest of all generations. And we mentioned before that they had they were like a Kailo for 40 years. It was the greatest achievement that any community has ever attained. They saw Makis, they saw Kriyas Yamsov. So why were they blamed? Rabbi Shalom said they didn't listen to him. So... He explains that there were millions of people there. They were all crowded together in a small space. There was no 
They had no place to live. They were in the Midbar. No visible sources of food or water. They were surrounded by enemies. When they complained by, by the Kriyas Yamsa before the Yam split, they didn't know that the Yam is going to split. They saw in front of them the Yam. They saw behind them the Mitzrayim. What do you want them to do? He says, many people just got distressed because of the Tsar. It was a terrible Tsar. But this is considered a Taina on them. Now, the Pasuk says that they rebelled against the Rabbani Shalom. The Pasuk can tell them. They rebelled against the Rabbani Shalom. What does it mean they rebelled? It means that they weren't superhuman. They should have been able to respond even in the difficult circumstance, they should have been able to rise to the challenge. Because they had such a high level of understanding, they should have behaved accordingly. By Mara, they travel three days without water. In Rafidim, we can't understand how any blame could be placed upon them. Someone whose children are fainting because there's no drinking. They don't have any food. They complain that there's no mud, there's no food. Some people disobeyed and went to look for the mud on Shabbos. These were people that considered it to be wrong to rely on an ace. And the people that left it, the same people left over a month for the next day and also went out on Shabbos. The ones that left over a month the next day held that you can't rely on an ace. If you have some money, you leave it over. Same thing with the, and that's the first, that's the, first the reason why the first people in Kalais are all saved is because they held you can't rely on an ace. The reason why the other people <coughs> went out on Shabbos because they, did, they didn't want to consider themselves to be Zeicha, to like a special nace that there shouldn't be man on Shabbos. They felt it should be the same as every other day. Now really, in a normal generation, this would be considered very chashev, very nice cheshbin. But for their generation, it didn't pass. And most of Kalayusa were not involved in any of these actions, but it was a taina on Kalayusa because there were some people that were. They complained because they didn't have meat. Now this is something that only Rabbi Vigdim, I mean, it's Rabbi Vigdim Miller's Chiddush, that the man was colorless and it was tasteless. Now what does it mean that the man tasted whatever you wanted, that it should taste like? So simply you understand that if a guy imagines potato chips, tastes like potato chips. Rabbi Vigdim Miller says not the pshat. It says it's a chiluk of the amuna. It wasn't just time you could think in your mind whatever you wanted. You had to be able to envision that you were eating that food, and then it tasted the taste that you envisioned. So, not everyone was Zeicha to that Madrega to be able to taste like the man tasted. I mean, you have to say that because the Pasuk says that they, they lost Cheshik in the man. Why did they lose Cheshik in? If you could change the taste wherever you want it, what's the big deal? But after a while, can you imagine every time you're hungry, you sit down to breakfast, you have to sit and harva to envision as if you're eating food. Are you eating uh, whatever you want to eat? It's tiring. People were getting uh, worn out from such a tasteless and burdensome diet. Very valid Haina. Now again, it's not a terrible Avera, but, and it was a very minimal part of Kalei, so they were involved in this, but the entire nation was blamed. Again, you see a very minimal Avera. These are all examples of the Nisayinus that Kalei all did. Another example, they didn't want to go in because of the Miraglim. Also, it's not a Taina. Because the Miraglim didn't say anything that was untrue. They had a misleading report. But everything they said was true. And they, they understood that you have to invade Eretz Yisrael in a natural way. And therefore they warned the people that there was no way to do it naturally.
That was their point. They were just trying to say they had to come with Nisim, and they understood you need natural, you know, natural way. So really, it wasn't such a terrible taina. But according to their madriga, it was a taina. And in a regular nation, regular generation, that would have been considered nothing. But for such a tremendous level of generations, with a tremendous taina. And again, it was only very minimal. Very minimal. These are, by the way, he's counting out ten nisyanis. He just counted out nine. We're about to get to the tenth. He counted out nine nisyanis. And all 40 years, from millions of people, only a handful of such averis are listed. So we have ten nisyanis. Um, where are the ten? Here. By Mitzbayi. Yamsuf, by Mara, by Rafidim. They complained we didn't have any food. They left over the month for the next day. They left over the month for Shabbos. They checked the month for Shabbos. They were, they were upset about the meat. Apparently, there were two complaints about the meat. That's seven and eight. Two complaints about the meat. They wanted meat. And the Miraglim, that was nine. And basically, all these are explained that it was really a minority of Kala Yisrael. And if you look into it, it wasn't really such a tremendous taina. It's only according to that madrega. The only kasha that remains is the eagle. That was number 10, which that he's going to have to explain later. But the kasha is, the eagle should be a terrible avera. And that has to be explained. Now basically, even though the terror seems to attack Laiso for the averas in the midbar, so far all the averas that he listed were very, at best, were very minimal averas. But according to their madrega, it was considered a taina, and that's why... The Rabbi Nishlam has a, a taina on Kalah Yisrael for those of heirs.